Dr. Roizen is here. Dr. Roizen, Dr. Michael Roizen of the Cleveland Clinic, of course, the guy behind the Age Proof Life books and what to eat when. But the big question I have for Dr. Roizen, aside from when are we getting out of this virus malaise, is, Doc, when are we ever going to be able to go back to a sporting event? Um, you know, I think that for um, people under the age of 60, without comorbidity and that's especially without obesity and great obesity meaning bmi greater than 40 not a little obesity and without chronic kidney disease or immune suppressive disease um we may get there in uh june or july um because there's no they have so little risk if they get the disease um, for the rest of the people, that is, those who have comorbidities, and especially those over the age of 75, um, it may take uh, till we get a vaccine till they feel comfortable because they have a sizable risk if they get the disease. That is, if they get a COVID or a SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19 disease. Hmm. Now, I said an awful lot in that little sentence. Um, so we've got two caveats on it. One is um, we hope, and today will be the first day, or the, it's supposed to be uh, today when the first results of the um, hydroxychloroquine zithromycin studies get released from New York City. And secondly, um, we're getting a bunch of trials there are actually are 235 trials underway for 71 different therapies for this. And so that U.S. pharmaceutical companies are, are um, doing and have registered clinical trials. So we should get some results on that. Um, and then we'll probably get a vaccine sometime before next baseball season. So all of us will be able to attend to have an immune response by next baseball season. That's all great information, and Dr. Royson is uh, trying to let us understand that this uh, this week we have important information on that that hydroxychloroquine study that's been ongoing for a while. That's a key one out of New York City where they had intense numbers of opportunities to test it, and then uh, the the several different treatments from many different pharmaceutical companies. That's different than a vaccine, which also requires a lot of time to test it, not only for effectiveness, but to make sure it's not harmful uh, to people. But, doctor, you know, we were talking about going to sporting events. Dr. Fauci is an avowed baseball fan, but he's also he's in his 70s, if I'm correct. So would he be excluded? I think he's actually 80, to 80. I think he just had his 80th birthday. Oh, wow. So would he be excluded even if he appears to be in good health with no comorbidities? Well, you know, it's very interesting because Dr. Bricks and um, he both speak about the what they call, thank you, uh, real age since I invented that test, the real age test, which is the actual age of your body as opposed to your calendar age. And so although the data aren't there, we most of us think it relates to the physiologic or real age of your body rather than your calendar age. So I would guess he's at least 
uh, 15 years younger than 80. And if you're under under 65, you're at a fairly low risk, especially if you're under 60. Um, on the other hand, my guess is he will try and demonstrate model behavior and so will not attend unless he is smuggled underneath in the player's entrance, <laughs> taken on a private elevator up to a place where no one can see him in the owner's box. Well, which would also be kind of an isolation area. So it might be a, a pretty safe place for him to be if he can get in there. Uh, I Now, thinking about all of this and thinking about how we're going to get the country back to work, the, the watchword of the weekend was testing. Testing, everybody kept talking about testing. What is the appropriate amount in terms of percentages of the population that we should have to test in your estimation before we can decide whether or not it's okay to send, uh, like you said, the people who aren't over 65 and with serious comorbidities back to work? I think you can send people without comorbidities and without and who are under 60 back to work today. And I realize this is a controversial point, but they have so little risk from catching the disease that it doesn't matter. They're, they're essentially have no or, or very low risk and certainly a lower risk of having a adverse event than the adverse events from depression, suicide, and everything else from not getting back to work. But mm -hmm. to answer yours in a standardized way, you want about under 10% positives so that you can then do contact tracing in an appropriate way, meaning you don't have uh, so many people positive that you're having to do contract tracing. And secondly, you don't have such a high risk in the population of giving the disease to um, those who are vulnerable. Now, that's an antigen test that or what we call nucleic acid that tests does the person is the person we're testing shedding virus and vulnerable to give it to others that's very different than the serology or antibody tests which say have you had it and are you developing we hope immunity to it but those serology tests with this virus haven't been validated for what they mean. I've given you an awful lot of complex stuff, Mike. Basically, if you're under 60 without um, comorbidities, um, feel free to go out in society, um, do wear a mask, do do social distancing. You're not a risk to yourself. You're only a risk to others. If you're over the age of 60 or have comorbidities, especially if you're over the age of 80, be very cautious because you catching the disease has a risk to you um, that's substantial. Now, Doc, we talked last week about, uh, well, we talked about several different things as it relates to this, this virus and how it's transmitted and how people protect themselves. If you're saying it's still out there, it's still lurking, usually these kinds of viruses die off when it gets warm. We're starting to see warmer weather do we know if COVID-19 is going to die off when the hot weather it, it comes? It looks exactly like a seasonal virus. 
that if it looks like it is not infecting people with any, they don't totally go away, but it's not infecting people with any place near the frequency as it was uh, two weeks ago or a month ago. And if you remember when you and I talked about this first, which was, uh, I think it was January 15th, it was, um, we said that it would likely go away April 15th and the numbers would look good by the end of May. And if I was right, we'd have be able to have the first opening, um, if you will, from a rational standpoint on May 10th, because everyone would acknowledge it's a seasonal virus and going away. I haven't changed those numbers, except that people seem a little more reluctant to go out in public. So maybe May 10th is too optimistic. Well, well, we'll keep an eye on the numbers, but you're, you've been pretty close all along on this. Yeah, now, two things I want to say. One is, remember, the other caveat we said is we need to get a treatment because this is likely to come back October 15th. Okay, what I was curious about, doctor, you talked about the huge spike in the use of technology for doctor's visits in the last couple of months. Uh, the Cleveland Clinic group went from 3,000 visits in February to 60,000 minutes visits in March. And I'm wondering, at that point, it was probably related to physical health. Are we seeing a big spike in mental health consulting? Yeah, so the, the data from um, a collaborative of mental health practitioners is that the request for visits relating to stress-related mental health problems has gone up threefold overall in the nation. And in certain states, which are excluded from that threefold increase, they've actually gone up eightfold in some hotspot areas. That is huge. So we have to encourage people, take care of yourself physically, but also be aware of your mental health and if you have the coverage, I would advise everybody to take advantage of that mental health consultation coverage and uh, don't be shy and, about and it. And everyone has the coverage now. If you have any insurance plan, you are covered for that if you have any form of Medicare, Medicaid, or virtually any of the other insurance forms. That's fantastic. Dr. Royzen, this is going to be a big week. We're going to watch the numbers, and if I need to, I hope I can tug your sleeve and see if uh, there's any breaking news. Absolutely.